The fury of the storm battered away at the old light tower. Torrents of scalding rain seemingly tried to drive into the very granite of the blocks. The wind howled around the ancient tower and on the rocks below. Huge breakers smashed into shards of steel-like spray. Thunder rode above the clouds and lightning flashed across the sky. High on the walkway surrounding the lamp room, the lightkeeper hung on gamely to the rail as he peered out to the distant horizon. It was miserable, cold and wet, but God, he enjoyed the storm. He was alone at the island light, his assistant keeper having gone ashore the day before and the unexpected blow preventing his return. It was of no matter. He'd faced other storms alone and would doubtless make it through this one. He just had to work harder to care for the beacon. Something caught his eye in the water below. It was just a spark of movement but it was out of harmony with the storm. There it was again, about 50 yards out, just beyond the surf. Incredibly, it was a man clinging desperately to a wooden hatch cover. Periodically, a wave would sweep over him, but when it passed, he was still doggedly hanging on. Inexorably, he was being driven toward the rocky shore. There was only one chance in a thousand that he would survive the rocks. Quickly, the keeper ran down the winding tower steps. He had to be there to help, just in case. Carefully, the keeper worked his way down the slippery rocks, getting as close to the wild surf as he dared. The man was still visible, still clutching the hatch cover. When a quick succession of larger waves, maybe the infamous Three Sisters bore down upon the poor soul. The keeper knew that the man was a goner. Although he'd played his cards well to have made it this far, fate held the joker. The first wave broke hard over the hatch cover. When its wash cleared, the hatch was broken into splinters, and the man was left flailing helplessly in the churning water. The second wave buried both the splintered cover and the drowning man in a sea of white foam. The man didn't surface again. The keeper knew he had witnessed the cold hand of death. The third wave, larger than the first two, broke solid, roaring its way up the rocks, knocking the keeper head over heels. Its grasping fingers nearly dragged him back into the boiling surf. Dazed by the shock, the keeper slowly regained his senses as he scampered up the rocks toward the light station. He'd taken only a few steps when he stumbled over something laying on the beach. It was the man who'd been on the hatch. Although unconscious, he was still alive. Looking closely, the keeper saw that he was middle-aged and his head topped with silver hair. Dressed well... He plainly wasn't any common sailor. Maybe he was a captain, or even an owner. Whoever he was, he was a lucky soul indeed. When the keeper bent down to start to drag him to the lighthouse in warmth, 
you notice something else. Around his waist was a fat money belt. Curious, the keeper opened the belt and found more money than he had ever seen. He also thought of his own hard struggle to make a living, the difficult work of keeping a light on this lonely, forsaken island. His wife and children assured that he only got to see on his few days off. It just wasn't fair. This man, who would surely soon be dead from his injuries, had so much. He had so little. In a fit of rage, jealousy, or madness, he removed the heavy belt and strapped it around his own waist. Grabbing the man by the feet, he dragged him back to the surf and rolled him into the surging waves. No one would ever be the wiser. When the body would be found, if it would ever be found, it was just another poor, shipwrecked soul. Returning to the light, he hid the money belt in his battered steamer trunk, brewed a cup of strong coffee, then climbed back up to the lamp room. It was almost sunset and time to light the wick for another long night. Later, he would think of his newfound wealth and what to do with it. The next day, the storm blew itself out, and just before dark, the assistant returned to the island. For a while, everything was normal. Back to the deadly, dull routine of lightkeeping. Every night, when he was certain he was alone... The keeper carefully removed the money belt from the bottom of the trunk and counted out the money. When he finished, he quietly returned it to the hiding place. After a month or so, the keeper started having terrible nightmares. Waking up screaming and covered in sweat, he vividly recalled seeing the man crawling up out of the surf and over the rocks moving towards him and asking, Fearful of sleep and his terrible dreams, he fought against it constantly. Rest was not his to have. He also began to see things. Things that no one else admitted seeing. Sometimes at night, when he was high in the tower, he saw the ghostly image of the shipwrecked man moving slowly along the rocks, as if it were looking for something. When he pointed the figure out to his assistant, the man said he saw nothing. Several times, as the keeper sat in his chair smoking a late-night pipe, an anguished face appeared, peering through the station window. One night, when the keeper was scurrying for the outhouse... He ran headlong into the ghost.
pale and sad-faced. It stared hard at the keeper before asking, Where is... Where is... It's... Shaken to his soul, the keeper ran back into the house, slamming and bolting the door behind. The keeper's performance as lightkeeper decreased markedly. Always tired from lack of sleep, jumping at his own shadow. He developed an extreme case of nerves. At times, he shook uncontrollably. Other times, he broke down in a fit of sobbing. Even alcohol had no effect. The lighthouse inspector, an old friend of the keeper, finally was forced to tell him that either he had to resign or be fired. He couldn't stay on. Keeper resigned and returned to live with his family on the mainland. The change in scenery did him no good. The terrible dreams came every night, and his health continued to deteriorate. He ate almost nothing. He never left the house after dark, and insisted that all the shades be drawn when the sun went down. Day by day, night by night, his face grew more gaunt and his hollow eyes became deep pits of bottomless black. Finally, sick and fevered, he couldn't even leave his bed. When his final day came, his family dutifully gathered around, waiting for the end. Overcome by guilt, the keeper closed his eyes and slowly began to speak in a low, barely audible whisper, relating his sad tale. The eyes of those in attendance were all riveted on the dying man. Those present, who knew him so well in better days, were unable to believe what was being said. When the dying keeper finished speaking, he opened his eyes and gave a fearful scream. Standing at the foot of the bed, for all to see, was the ghost of the shipwrecked man. Gray, like a wraith, it transfixed everyone in the room. Talking in a thick, hoary voice, it asked, where is it? Where is it? The only answer was the keeper's death rattle. In an instant, the apparition vanished, as if it had never been there. All that remained was a puddle of water on the wooden floor. The stain of that water remained as long as the house stood. The story doesn't end here. There are details still undiscovered. The name of the keeper and his light, the identity of the survivor and his vessel are all still unknown and can't definitely be determined. 
this late date, the true details will probably always remain shrouded in mystery. What happened to the money is also unknown. Some of the family, believing in the money, but not the ghost, returned to the island to search for it, thinking that since it wasn't found among the keeper's scant belongings, he must have hidden it there before he left. They never reported finding it, but they did claim to have briefly seen the wandering apparition searching for it, too. Whether this tale is true or not is, of course, questionable, but parts of it do have the pure ring of reality. For obvious reasons, family members conspired to keep it quiet. There was no reason to spread the shame of murder and theft. However, over generations, some of it invariably leaked out. It's speculated that the lighthouse itself is almost all gone, abandoned by the government when shipping patterns changed and new facilities were built. Later ravaged by vandals, little enough of it remains today to provide even a faint image of its old glory. But on the rocky beach, when the storm waves roll hard and fast and the wind screams high, there are those who say the restless spirit still walks, looking, looking, ever looking.